Thank you, Christy. We appreciate. And be sure to remember these great, 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 great things happening. Uh, tonight, we're excited about a baptismal service. We have eight, eight candidates that's going to be baptized this evening. Praise God. I think they all are here. We have a number here today that they recently, in fact, Friday, received Christ as their personal Savior. And this uh, evening, they're going to be baptized. Thank God again for that. Would you do that? It's always exciting to see people come to Jesus Christ and accept him as their personal Savior and, uh, and then follow through and be obedient to the Lord in water baptism. And Brother Michael is going to be handling that tonight along with others. And so we trust that you will be here and make sure that you're here on time. Uh, the candidates, the eight candidates, we ask you to bring an extra change of clothes and a towel and be here at 530 the baptismal service will be at 6 o'clock. When I was a young man, I never had the thought that we would be giving offerings the way we give offerings today. Online, in different ways, we give offerings. Uh, and then along comes COVID, and we don't pass the plate. And, and then Wednesday night, we don't pass the plate. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, as you notice, we didn't talk about the offering earlier. I want to talk just a little bit about the offering because it's so easy with us giving online. It's so easy just to drop your money in the plate. And that's where it's at in the foyer. And, and if, if we're not, we're disconnected from giving. And I don't think scriptural giving was ever meant to be that way. Uh, I think it was to be with thought. It was to be with prayer. Because giving is a, an act of worship unto the Lord. And so Paul deals with this in Corinthians. And he says every day, every Sunday, the first day of the week, so we're to give every week. Not only is, are we to give every week, but it says that everyone. In other words, all of us are commanded or uh, said to give unto the Lord. You know, even in the Old Testament, there were opportunities even for the poor to give. As most of you know, they offered rams, they offered, even they offered uh, pigeons and uh, flour unto the Lord. So it doesn't matter who we are, it doesn't matter financial status, God wants us all, all to be in uh, support of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he gives a pattern for giving, Paul does in Corinthians. He says to give systematically. In other words, we are to practice giving. It's not a hit and miss thing. It's something that we should give thought to and give systematically. And then individually, as I've already said, proportionate. It's what you have. When someone said it's not how much you give, it's how much you have left when you give. And we're to be obedient, certainly, to God in our giving. It's carefully administrated. In other words, that money that you give should be, ought to be, must be uh, distributed according to uh, the Bible, according to the way it should be. And then we're to give bountifully, liberally. And so we encourage you, if you will, to give your offering today, to give it prayerfully, give it thoughtfully, and make sure that we know we're not just giving to a church. 
We're not just giving to a preacher. We're not just giving. We're giving to God himself. And so giving has been a vital part throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. Amen. I want everyone to have an outline. If we have someone to give these out, please. I want everyone to have an outline of the sermon. If you do not raise your hand, we want you to have one. And if you'd like, okay, we have several. So if we can have a, thank you. Thank you. We need one more to help Brother Dan, if you will. Thank you so very much. Please raise your hand and make sure that uh, you have an outline of the sermon. I don't know when I've felt as strong as I have about this sermon today, and I trust that it will minister to each and every one, that it will touch your heart. And I pray today that God will open up our understanding, that God will open up our hearts, that we will be able to receive what thus saith the Lord. And uh, we're going to be taking, uh, they're, they're, okay. <laughs> we're going to be taking uh, our text from the book of Daniel. And I'm going to read several verses. I tried to call out the verses that I maybe could not have to read, so I wouldn't have to read so many verses. But I, I wanted to read verses 1 through 13. And they have it on the screen for you. So, And it's taken from the New King James Version. Uh, Daniel chapter 10. In the third year, Cyprus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar. The message was true, but the appointed time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, Daniel said, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat, wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks was fulfilled. Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is Tigris, I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of Euphaz. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning. Now notice this, this, this description. His eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished uh, bronze of color. And the sound, look at his voice, and the sound of his words were like the voice of a multitude. And I, Daniel, long saw the vision for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. So the people, this is, this is a little comical, but the people that were with him were so afraid and frightful until they went and they hid themselves. Therefore I was left alone when I saw this great vision and no strength remained in me for my vigor was turned to a frailty in me and I retained no strength. Verse 9. Yet I heard the sound of the words of his words. And while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face, with my face to the ground. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. So he was really, he was on the ground with his 
palms of his hands, and he was on his knees. And he said to me, now here's what this angelic being said to Daniel. Oh, Daniel, man of uh, greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking his words to me, I stood trembling. Verse 12. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from, I love this, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words, notice this, your words were heard and I have come because of your what? Words. So our words make a big difference. What we say is vitally Important, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia, which stood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, Michael's the archangel, one of the chief princes came to me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Father, add your blessings to the reading of your word. Speak, as I said, to our hearts, and we will praise you in Christ's name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. At 12 p.m. on Wednesday, January the 20th, Joe Biden will take the helm, helm of this great nation. Some like that, some don't. But everyone is wondering what's going to happen to America. What's going to happen now being all the changes that are taking place? What should we expect is going to happen in the natural? Well, there's one thing for sure. Whatever happens in the natural is going to be tremendously affected by what happens in the spirit world. So you notice what I have. What is happening in the spirit world today? You want to know? In fact, God, listen to this. God allows us, man, and especially during Daniel's writings, he allows us to pull the curtain back and to see what is going on in the spirit world. That's what is so important that we understand, that we pray and know what's going on. First of all, notice the introduction. Daniel chapter 10 reveals to us a comic struggle between the forces of good and evil. It tells of angels and demons locked in a kind of mortal combat somewhere between heaven and earth. This is like Star Wars, only this isn't science fiction. It's real. God's church is advancing around the world and dark principalities are indeed at work. Whenever the Lord makes an advance into the realm of darkness, listen, the empire of Satan always strikes back. You've heard that before and that is so true. First of all, let's notice why Daniel, Daniel was fasting. He was praying. He was stirred. He was moved. Daniel was concerned about two things. As most of you know, Daniel was in the country or nation of Babylon. 
And back home in Jerusalem, let's notice what is happening. First of, back, first of all, back home, the people, the few people that had gone back home to Jerusalem out of Babylon were now discouraged and the work that God had told them to perform was set a standstill. So Daniel was concerned about his fellow man about his brothers and his sisters that were hundreds of miles away. And they were going through such persecution. They were going through such a trial. But not only was Daniel concerned about the ones that had gone back, he was concerned about the Jews that had chosen to stay in Babylon. Oh, they were complacent. They were at ease in Zion. That sounds like the church today. We choose to stay in Babylon. We choose to be here. Oh, and yet they were in bondage. Now they had their shops. They had their work. They had all the things to do. And so they chose to, to do that. And these are the two things that Daniel was concerned about. It really moved, it moved him so much until he chose not to eat food as he did. Daniel didn't even take a bath. He put no perfume on. Daniel was so concerned, he was down before the Lord, weeping and praying. So Daniel was concerned about the Jews in Jerusalem and the apathy of the Jews that remained in Babylon. God had prophesied that these Israelites would go into Babylon and they would be there 70 years. And the 70 years was almost up. And so Daniel said, something has got to move these people to go back to Jerusalem, build the temple, and build the walls of Jerusalem. The prophecies I said here of the Jews' 70-year captivity was coming to a close. And Daniel fasted and he prayed. Let's notice Daniel's vision Daniel sees a brilliant supernatural being standing before him. So Daniel is praying. Daniel is fasting. Daniel is before the Lord. And he sees this angelic being that visited him. Now, one of the things that I have here on your notes, and I want you to understand, you say, when can I have that vision? When, can God, when will God come and visit me and reveal to me what he's doing or reveal to me what he wants to do? Well, notice what I have. Humiliation, fasting, and prayer was before the angel came. Stay before the Lord. Humble yourself before God. Seek his face. Pray. And if need be, fast before the Lord. Your words were heard. I have come because of your words. What are we talking about? Are we talking about sports? Are we talking about the movies we enjoy seeing? Are we talking about our jobs, our, our relatives, our friends? What are we talking about? Daniel was concerned. Daniel was a busy man, but he was so concerned, he just began to pray and fast and humble himself and call, certainly, Upon the name of the Lord. The angel said, now some said this was Jesus. Some said there were two angelic beings in this same chapter. I don't know. I do not believe this angel was Jesus because he fought with the prince of Persia. He fought, this, this angel, listen to me, fought with a demonic force. 
a battle, the wrestling, this great battle going on. And he said, I, I just couldn't do it. I don't think Jesus would fight and couldn't do it. I think he'd get the job done, don't you? I think he and the demon would be gone. But uh, this angelic being which was created, somebody said it was, it, was, it was Gabriel. I don't know the angel. I just know he could not complete the job of taking the prayer answer that Daniel had already been sent to from heaven. The prayer when Daniel first started praying. You say, I've been praying for my loved ones. I've been praying for this. I've been praying for that. And nothing's happened. Don't you mistake that God Almighty heard you. He heard you when you first prayed. We, being the ministers, our ministers in prayer, there's about 45 of us that meet every Tuesday. Now, they're all not there every Tuesday. There's about 15 or 20 there every Tuesday. We meet at Spring Church on 9th Street. And we pray, we've been praying. Next month will be 21 years. By the way, next month I'll be here 52 years. Wow. Now how time flies. But we've been praying for 21 years. Now, we've seen some of those prayers come to pass. But one of the main things we've been praying for was for revival in Durham. We haven't seen that revival like we want to see it. We're going to see it. Some way, somehow, God is going to send revival to Durham, North Carolina. He's going to send revival to America. And that's what we're praying for. Understand that God, the answer was on the way. And the angel of the Lord was trying to bring that answer. But he couldn't get the answer to, to uh, Daniel. So Michael, the prince, Michael, the great angel, archangel Michael, he goes and said, okay, it's time to stop this wrestling match. It's time to get this answer down to Daniel. And so here he is saying, Daniel, your prayer has has been heard. Demonic number four under number two. Demonic armies oppose God's purposes and earthly struggles often, uh, and this is one of the most important things I'll say in this sermon, and earthly struggles often reflect what is happening in the heavenlies. So when you're battling, when there are things going on natural in the natural realm, in your life, Understand, the battle is going on in the heavens. But Paul to the church at Ephesus, we're not fighting, and I'll get to that. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. It's not between the Democrats and the Republicans. It's not between liberals and conservatives. It's certainly not between blacks and white, Hispanics and blacks and white. It, we're, we're on the wrong, wrong road when we start all of these things. We need to understand the battle is in heaven. And that prayer, this is important, prayer and fasting may affect the outcome. Daniel didn't give up because the prayer hadn't come. Daniel did not stop praying because the answer had not come. Daniel did not stop fasting because the answer had not come. And it's time for the church to persevere. It's time for the church to be a, 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 say, listen, I'm going to pray until. I'm going to pray. God will, first of all, hear your prayer. 
And second of all, God will answer your prayer. There is a spiritual, listen at me, conflict going on in this universe. Now, I don't know all about what's going on. I don't know a lot about it. I do know what God shows us here. And there's this conflict. You say the conflict's in Washington, D.C. Well, what goes on in Washington, D.C. is the results of what's going on in the heavens. And I think from this scripture that certain demonic forces are put over certain countries. I believe that. But God says, I will, I will give the victory. There are certain princes of darkness that are over, I believe, certain countries. Now, this is all going on, and we take it from Daniel. And Daniel received this answer. And let's notice, as we look at this, between this great battle in heaven, what's going on all over the world. There's so much uneasiness in the world today, especially in America. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Well, what will happen is what, ha is, what is happening in the spirit world. Where, where is the church at during this time? What's happening to the church? And when I'm not talking about just Bethel. I'm talking about the, the church as a whole. Well, let me give you three biblical answers. Notice, first of all, the church's life in the world. And we're going to read Matthew chapter 11. Verse 12, first of all, with the New King James Version, and then with the, certainly with the 1984 edition of the NIV. Look at Matthew 11 and 12. For from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. This is one of the most misunderstood scriptures in the Bible. Let me read this verse, if you will. Uh, it's in the NIV. As I said, it's the 1984 edition. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. In other words, the kingdom of heaven has been advancing forcefully. Someone says, well, the church is going to be defeated, not by the hair of your chinny-chin-chin. The church is going to be victorious. The church is victorious. And what he's saying here, it's, it, it's, it's, it, what he's saying here, the kingdom of heaven has been advancing forcefully, operating forcefully, and spreading powerfully. Someone says, I don't see it happening in America. Well, just, just hang on. Just wait a minute. Let me talk to you a little bit further because I'll tell you what's happening all over the world. So the church or the kingdom of God, even though all the satanic forces are out, and I don't have to go through the litmus of things what's happening in our world today, the ungodliness, the evil, all the, all the sin, and, and what is happening. I don't have to go through that. But the church, God's people, are going to be victorious. Can you say amen? Is the kingdom of God suffering violence or forcefully advancing? I'm here to tell you, according to God's word, it is forcefully advancing. 
The answer serves to set our expectations about the role of the church in the world. So what is the role of the church? Not just Bethel, but Bethel too. What is the role of the church? What, what should be our thinking? Where should our faith land? What should we expect in the year 2021? I mean, it is important that we understand certainly God's word. Let me read another verse. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Matthew 16, 18. Read it with me. And I also say to you, and this is Jesus talking to Peter. Notice what he says to him. I also said to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, shall not prevail or be victorious against it. The Amplified there says, the gates of hell shall not overpower it. So we find that the church is advancing victoriously. We find that the gates of hell, satanic, and all those forces that's battling cannot subdue and overcome the church. Hallelujah. That's a good place to say hallelujah. You're part of something. You're part of a church that is going to be and that is victorious. I'm going to read it again. Here we go. Listen at it. You're Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Not the rock, not Peter the rock, but on Jesus Christ. You and I are built on the foundation of the gospel, the word of God, and on the lordship of Jesus Christ, and nothing the devil has can defeat you. That's God's word. God's word. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. You say, well, boy, it sure does feel like it's not, not, not true. Now, that's two. That's two examples. Let me, give it, let me give you this example. Reading from Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. Now, if you know anything about the 24th chapter book of Matthew, Jesus is talking about the end time. And he's telling about what's going to happen. Wars and rumors of wars. All the things that's going to go on in the world before the coming of the Lord and before all that happens. And then he says right at the last verse at the end, he said, boy, I'll tell you what. Look at what all these things are going to happen. But Jesus said, time out. Time out. This gospel, what you and I believe in, what we Stand on. This gospel shall be preached to all the nations. And devil, imps, demonic power, darkness, nothing shall stop God's power from being preached all over the world. And then the end will come. I'm excited. First of all, the church is advancing. Second of all, as we look at what certainly the, the, the Lord is doing, with all that, that Satan has going on, he, he can't overcome the church. The, he will be defeated and the church will advance and the gospel will go forth. Amen? The gospel will go. The prevailing power of the gospel, God's 
will. God's purpose will prevail. This 24th chapter, a book of St. Matthew. In the face of the worst that Satan and the world has to offer. That ought to be a shouting place right there because I'm so glad that God is going, and you and I are going to be victorious no matter. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Now, let's get to Roman numeral number four. Millions are being set free all over the world. Somebody says, I don't see things happening in America today. I must confess, I'd like to see a revival break out in America and people get saved by the thousands. This church be packed and jammed. And rather than eight going to be baptized, which is a great number, and I'm excited about it, that there be 108 going to be baptized. Let revival break out in Washington. Let revival break out all over the United States and seeing people born again and come to Jesus Christ and the signs and the wonders and the miracles take place healing, the power of God, what the early church ex, uh, experienced. You say, I don't see that. I believe it's coming to America. I believe it's coming to America. But let's notice, if you will, what is happening all over the world. Notice with me, and I've checked these statistics. I've checked the resources the best that I can. Listen at it. Nations that have previously been totally unreached with the gospel are exploding with church growth all over the world. And I'm going to mention five of those countries and even more. People, listen to this, they're standing in line for hours. They travel for days and they pack into these buildings and God is moving in such a mighty way around the world. Brother Morris, Brother Morris Westbrook and myself went to Nicaragua and we preached there some years, years ago. Well, we preached on the uh, west side of Nicaragua and the place is called Bluefields, Nicaragua. The only way you could get to Bluefields, Nicaragua, was by boat. Now, you could travel from the capital, Managua, and go part of the way, but you had to get on a boat to get to Bluefields. And uh, it, it was just amazing to see the people that came, people that came, all filled up and looking through the windows of the church and all of that. But one special lady, she traveled for days. She traveled for days. And she came down that river. Of course, Brother Morris, you know I went swimming in that river. And there were alligators and snakes. And, and I was a little bit younger and didn't, was not as smart as I am now. <laughs> brother Morris sat on, on that green bank. And he, I'm praying for you, brother. I'm praying for you, brother. <laughs> well, I climbed way up in a tree and I dove out into that river. She, she came down that river to be in that church for days. People would stand in line. People were hungry. Now that same thing is happening all over the world today. Chinot, A-H-N. 
founder and president of Harvest International Ministries, which is HIM, who travels extensively throughout the world. He highlights, and I love this, he highlights five countries that there is a tremendous explosion in church growth, salvation. It's China. There are over, five, over a billion people in China, and they're being saved by the millions. E, the, the, the underground church, people are being saved. India. India is seeing a revival. And most of you know, Brother David Smith, myself, and others have been to India, to uh, Vijuata, India, Hyderabad, India, and seen what God is doing and through the ministry of Moses Chowdhury. But in India, all over India, they've been saved by the millions, being saved by the millions. Brazil, South America. Brazil, they're seeing revival in South America. And did you know a church of 2,000 is a small church in Brazil? You know what, you know what a lot of the churches run number-wise? Between 25 and 75,000 people. And they're being filled with hurt people at praying and fasting and praying. Nigeria, Nigeria, Africa. There's a revival going on all over Africa, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. But in Nigeria, Africa, they're being saved by the thousands and building churches as fast as they can build churches. And they have gatherings, listen to this, they have gatherings of people, and when they come together, there's between four and five million people in that one gathering. You say, well, I don't see people coming to church lying around here. Well, it's happening. And it's happening all over the world. Indonesia, as most of you know, it's the, it is a country that is uh, mostly Muslim. But now, and this is a great statistic, but now, now 35% of the Indonesians are Christians. It is estimated that 16,000 men and women are coming to Christ every single day across the continent of Africa. Would you praise God with a hand clap? Respond to it. Respond to it. Let me say it again. Between 16,000 or 16, estimated 16,000 men and women are coming to Christ every day on the continent of Africa and across the Africa. The church, I believe, is going to grow immensely. And I wouldn't be surprised with what, with what America is facing. Brother Matt, would you all come? I wouldn't be surprised with what the America is facing. I'm not a gloom and doom preacher. But it doesn't look good for America. I say that maybe in the natural. I'm talking about as far as the economy. I'm talking about as far as, as all that's going on in America. But I'm here to tell you, I do believe in the midst of all that is happening and that will happen in America that the church, God's people, are going to fall to their knees in this country. Ilaraba shatayaraba. 
and call on the name of Jesus. And just like Daniel here, we just finished a 14-day fast. And Brother Dan, I believe with all of my heart, that's one reason why we sense what we're sensing in this place. I believe that there's going to be a breakthrough, not only in this church, not only in this city, but in America. And I believe what happened to Daniel, the great turnaround and the people of Israel going back and being reestablished. And I believe today what happens to Israel is a good indication. As most of you know, Israel is now a nation. And that's a great prophecy that fulfills God's word. But here in America, God is trying to get through. And all it takes is for people to humble themselves, begin to pray, and seek the face of God. Someone said the other day that uh, chronicle scripture if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves is not necessarily for us today I, I can agree with that I can agree with that but I'll leave all the scriptures for us <laughs> not just that one but I, it's just like what I'm fixing to quote you now from Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 14 listen at me listen at me for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of of the Lord. As the waters covers the sea. And that's primarily during the millennial. But you say, you, Brother Don, you believe the earth is going to be filled with the glory of our Lord? If it happened in the Old Testament with the old temple tabernacle that they built and they couldn't even go in to minister because the glory of the Lord. If it happened on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell in that place like fire, the anointing, it can happen today. We don't have to wait till the millennium. Amen. Let's not wait till the millennium. Let's see the glory of the Lord and the knowledge of the glory of the Lord cover this land, cover the United States as the waters cover the sea. Oh, over the world the spirit is moving all over the world as the prophet said it would be all over the world there's a mighty revelation of the glory of the Lord as the water sing it again lift your voice oh spirit is moving all over the world as a prophet all over the world There's a mighty revelation Let's do this one. Right here in this church. Say it again. The Spirit. Say it again. Right here in this church. 
as the prophet said it would be right here in this church oh there's a mighty revelation of the glory now here's one I like down deep in my heart the spirit is moving down deep in my heart as the prophet said it would be. Sing it out. Oh, down deep in my heart, there's a mighty revelation of the glory of the Lord. Now sing it out all over the world. The Spirit is moving. All over the world. Now lift your hands. Sing it one more time. All over the world. All over the world. Kind of wave on me a bit. glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Now Father, as Daniel prepared himself to receive the answer to his prayer with fasting and prayer and perseverance, God, we prepare our hearts for the revival that you're going to send to this church. Hallelujah. I say that in faith. God, we're going to prepare our hearts for the revival you're going to send to us individually. God, you're going to prepare our hearts for the revival that you're going to send to our homes. Our homes shall know peace. Our homes shall be able to see the manifestation of the Spirit of God. And I believe, dear God, as Christy was talking about the families that are beginning to read the Word of God together, beginning to pray together, Lord, it's going to have a positive effect and results that people are going to be saved, that people are going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. They're going to be able, dear God, to see the signs and wonders and miracles God, I believe the revival is going to birth the nine gifts of the Spirit, the gift of the word of wisdom, the gift of the word of knowledge, the gift of discerning of spirits, the gift of faith, the gift of miracles, the gift of healing, the gift of tongues, the gift of interpretation of tongues, and the gift of prophecy. Lord, I believe that the nine gifts of the Spirit are going to be manifested in our church, dear God. Hallelujah. Lift your hearts and praise the Lord. Woo. 
Lila Rabashata Yarabakata Yarabakoshala. Yea, Larabakosheta Bapakatapai. God's Holy Spirit is here today. His anointing. You say, Brother Don, you believe in all that stuff? I sure do. I believe that the spirit world is more real than the natural world. And I believe that the Holy Ghost that was sent on the day of Pentecost is in this church, 3518 Rose of Sharon Road today. There's something that's happening. There's an undercurrent moving of the Spirit of God. And God, we are people that's willing. Brother, hallelujah. Brother Matt, that song you just sung earlier about, about surrender, yeah, it had surrender in it that y'all sung. I want to say, I want, I want to say, listen, what God, what's the name of it? Gracefully. Listen, you talking about what the church needs? It needs to be gracefully broken. How long has it since you, how long has it been since you wept before God? God, don't let our pride keep us from being gracefully broken. God, Daniel fasted and prayed to humble himself before you. And God, the only way that we're going to see revival is when the church humbles itself and surrenders to you. We're going to sing this song. We have four chairs up here. We believe that God saves. We believe that God heals, delivers, if you have a special need, I want you to get, put your mask on. Come sit in these seats. Sit in one of these chairs. We have prayer warriors back here. Put your mask on. We're going to minister. If you come and pray with someone, find out what they need. Would you do that? Would you do that, Brother Matt? Come. Let's come and pray. If you need something from God. Set me on fire. Come on, you have a need. Doesn't matter what it is. It can be spiritual. It can be physical. Come and sit in the chair. Set me on fire.
God's moving in this place today. The anointing of the Lord is here. All to Jesus. Listen, we're getting calls. People online are calling in for prayer. Can I give the name? Well, anyway, they're calling in and asking for prayer. I want you to join with me. You folks keep praying. Keep talking. Don't, don't stop. Don't stop praying. But I want you that's there in your seat to pray with me concerning these that are calling online right now. Let's pray. Father, all over the world, the Spirit is moving. All over the ministry of Bethel, reaching out, dear God, online, Facebook, other means. God, I pray for every man, every woman that's viewing this today. I pray that each and every one may know you as their personal Savior. And God, for those that called in and said, pray for me, Lord, I know the anointing can be just as real there as it is here in this sanctuary. Visit them, Lord, with healing. Hallelujah. Visit them with healing. In Jesus' name. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. My chains are gone. That's okay. Hallelujah. Glory be to the Lamb of God. Stay in tune with 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 God. 
Hallelujah. 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 Amen. You hear God? God is it's wanting to move. God, I mean, I feel like there's an avalanche of God's blessings. There's an avalanche of God's Holy Spirit is about to break forth. Could you lift your hands and thank God for speaking to us today? Father, we praise you today. Father, we praise you today. Our honor and our grace is to you today. And we praise you today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Just, just say that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sweet. Let's say a rain. Like me, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, that taught my heart to feel. And grace my fears relief. How precious that grace of peace. My chains are gone, I've been set. And like a flood, his birth, my chains are gone. My chains are gone. Sing it. I've been set free. Can we do it one more time? One more time. Come on. All over the building. My chains are gone. My chains are gone. I've been My God, my shame. And love. 
have a testimony all over the world the spirit is moving Jesus came to heal the sick to raise the dead to find those that were lost I sent a prayer request that my brother's pastor was sent to the hospital with numbness in his left side of his face they feared a stroke he's only in his 50s well, they proked and they prodded, they attached wires and they hemmed and they hawed. And finally they said, I think it's just stress. Go home. There's nothing wrong with you. God gets all the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. We have a beautiful family in the church. Let me say this while we go, before I say that. Some of you have been wondering about my sister, Judy. She always plays for us. She always played for us. She was bitten by a spider. They think it was a brown recluse spider or either a black widow spider on her foot. She's gone through so much suffering. She's better, but that's the reason that she's not here. That's the reason she's not been in weeks. She, couldn't, she can't even wear a shoe. But anyway, we have a beautiful family in the church, Todd going, and his, his whole family is sick. He has COVID. His daughter has COVID. And uh, we, just, we just need to pray. We need to believe the Lord for him. Linda Gillis, would you come up? Would you pray? I feel, feel like that for, for Todd, his family, against this virus that God would move. Thank you so much. Father God, we come before you this morning, Lord Jesus, in yeah. behalf of Todd Goyne and all of his family, Lord. We ask you right now, Lord, to visit that family where they are in their yeah. home. And God, we ask you to touch each one of them, Lord Jesus, with the power yeah. of your spirit, Lord, that your healing virtue will flow from the crown of the heads to the soles of the feet, Lord. Yeah. God, we ask you to minister to them right now, Lord, and raise them up, Lord Jesus, off that bed of affliction, Lord. We're believing you right now in the mighty name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost that they are healed. We speak healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a good clap off. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. Like Brother Denny, I'm gonna be raptured here in just a moment. Praise God, hallelujah! Hallelujah, my chains are gone. Are your chains gone? If your chains are not gone, they can be gone. God breaks every fetter. My chains are gone, I've been set free. My God, my Savior has me like a flood hallelujah 
Brother Jason, how are you doing? You look good. Are you doing good? He went through so much in the hospital. God's got his hand on you, Jason. I believe that will all. I'm not just saying it. Not just saying it. God's got his hand on you. God's going to use you. The devil's tried to afflict him and afflict him, but I believe he's going to be totally, totally, totally well and be working in the kingdom in some beautiful ways. Family, it's good to see you. Thank you for coming. They're going to be here tonight at 5.30 with bells on. Amen. They're going to be baptized. We have eight people to be baptized. Lord, watch over us. Give us traveling grace in Jesus' name. And everybody said...